winter. Hello and welcome to the 16th of these podcasts from the Isles of Mull, Iona, Ulva and Gometra. I'm Alistair Satchel, I live outside of Dervig in the north of Mull and I'll be your host today. In this episode, I talk with Yuffie Wood of Benesson. I spoke with Yuffie in her home the other day at the start of January 2019. It was a great pleasure to spend time in Yuffie's company. Although we'd met some time ago, we'd never really managed to have a proper chat. Yuffie used to visit Salon Resource Centre in the centre of the island. Salon Resource Centre was a great place, staffed with wonderful people including Teen Morrison, Elizabeth Wilson and Douglas Canning. It was a brilliant, caring, fun environment where we used to do all sorts of bonkers things, including circus skills workshops and making and performing puppet shows with the centre users. I loved working with everyone there. At one point in the podcast, you'll hear the door open. That was Yuffie's friend May coming in to check on her. There's also a noise of a washing machine here and there in the background, just to let you know. I'm pleased to say that there's a Gallic section in this episode too. At one point we talk about, well, I'll let you guess, if you're not a Gallic speaker. I'll say a little bit more about it when I return with more hot waffle at the end of the podcast. If you're curious about any of the subjects we talk about, please feel free to visit our website at whatwedointhewinter.com to find links that will allow you to investigate further. Before I hand you over to Yuffie, if you have time and you're so inclined, I'm running a short online survey that will keep open until the first week of February to allow me to see how you engage with what we do in the winter. You can find a link to it in the text along with this podcast file on our website and on social media. I'm looking to build more of an audience for the podcast and I'd like to know how you interact with it at present to allow me to understand how to grow it. Thank you to those of you who've already filled it out. Your responses are very illuminating. And now, with great pleasure, I hand you over to Yuffie. If it's okay to ask, um, uh, to start us off, who are you? That's a difficult one. Who am I? <laughs> my full name is Euphemia McGilvery. I used to be McKechnie, but I married down in my wood. Mm-hmm. But Euphemia McGilvery Wood. Fantastic. Right. And uh, can I ask, how long have you lived in the Ross of Mull? Since I was born. And how long ago was that, if, if it's not important to ask? I was born in August 1940. That's quite a while ago. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yes. Gosh. Goodness me. But yeah. I've, lived, I've lived all my life around this area. I mean, yeah. not going very far. Yeah. And where were you born? Were you born in the village itself? Or no, you... I was born over just with a, over for a bra. Mm-hmm. Over you go to, if you go on the road to Ushkin. Yes. And yeah. I think the historical centre have that area now. There's a whole lot of ruins. You'll go past it. There's about 17 ruins if yes. you're down at it. Yeah. And I think the historical centre have something to do with it now, but I, that's where I was born on. Up in a place, a house up in the hill called Bra. And it, is it uh, still occupied as well? No, house? it's a ruin. It's all ruins. And there's about seven, up at that settlement I'm talking about, there's about 17 ruins round about. So there must have been quite a, before my time, before my father and mother's time, that must have been quite a, yeah. a township, if you like to put it that way. The Rossamall Historical Centre have got loads of great records on this. Yes, they're, uh-huh. they're yes, really uh-huh. remarkable. What yes, got, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and the settlement itself was that the settlement of Arkhiavik? It would that, that would have come under Arkhiavik as well, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, 
the school and back to the wee school. It was called Archivic Public School. Yes. I don't know why they called it public school in that days. You know how you, they call a private school? Yeah. It's called public school. Yes. So I don't, I don't know anything about that, but that's what it was called. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you went there from when you were... Uh, well, when, when uh, I was five or five and a half or whatever. Yeah. And then we got transferred by car over to Benison School, the closest school at Ushkin. Ah, right, okay. a, a teacher, I remember, it was a Miss Miller, and I don't know where she came from, but she lodged in Benison. Yes. But at the, they were closing all the side schools anyway. Yes, yeah. And I, I don't, I can't remember what date when they closed that school, but we're all transferred to Benison, up to Benison. And uh-huh. um, the... Who was it that took you to Benesson in the car? Was it the family or was there, there a was driver? A, there was the a school car and there was a gentleman. He had a shop here and he was also had a taxi licence. Mm-hmm. And Ian McKinnon was his name. Mm-hmm. And he had a shop. And his, uh, father, his son still lives in Benesson. He's at that a house in, over at the corner there. Okay. But it was him that... And else the other ones would come from... Mm-hmm. after the 11 plus as they called it then oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. there was a car could came up from Craig and District and it was Robert McCallum that had that as far as I know right. I might be wrong uh-huh. and uh, they transferred these children from Craig School up to Benison and then all these wee schools closed down and the, the, that was the main school then and it would be the same, apparently, it was the same at Chororan and all these wee side schools. Yes, they yeah. They closed them all. Uh-huh. Some of the buildings are still around, though. Yes, uh-huh. Rona lives in uh-huh. one outside of um, Craig and Gre- there. Uh, and there's the, one at Greben, I believe. That yes, is a house. beautiful. Yeah, uh-huh. t- yes. t- t- ten buildings are really stunning. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we built our own, uh, when we built our own house, uh, we put a red tin roof on it as well. Right. So I just love uh-huh. red yes. tin. Uh-huh. Yes. Something uh-huh. else. Uh-huh. So you you were brought up in the community over over the hill there, and yes. what was what was childhood like? What did you do? Um, well, my father had a croft, mm-hmm. small holding, whatever they called them, right. and it belonged to the and there was other department of agriculture mm-hmm. in fisheries to say no, but it was the department of agriculture and. We were number four holding. Mm-hmm. The holdings were numbered. There was one, two, three. Ardicky was one, two, three, and there was another house. We were number four, mm-hmm. and the next one was number five. It was my cousins that I'm talking, mentioned Davies. Yes, uh, yeah. And then there was Achamore, and it was number six. But it was the, when I was we, it was the Department of Agriculture that owned these. Gosh. Or small holdings, or whatever you would like to call it. And you were the tenants on it. From and then my father was the tenant. Uh-huh. Gosh, and had his family been? Uh, well, I think they, were, they, were, they belonged to that area quite a number of generations. Mm. And uh, my mother and my mother belonged to this side where Minty Mackay and. Oh yes. Yeah. If you go up, say, if you were going to Minty's, and you were going up the hill, and you pass there. Uh, the, there's a ruin, a big long ruin. Uh-huh. Well, my mother's people uh-huh. were in that one. Right. And uh, that was a, a long time ago, and they're all in ruins now. Yes. And, uh-huh. But it was quite a, a township that day, yeah. Lee, as well, Lee and Arturton, it was quite. It's, it's, Lee is absolutely beautiful. It's so exposed. It's, yes, it's very. Uh-huh. You get uh-huh. uh, up at High, High Lee, as we called it, because we yeah. lived up there later on in our life. Uh, you, it's very, very, with the uh, mid-tiers, it's very, quite uh, windy. Yes. 
history. Ah. So, you know, he would say, you're great, great, whatever was over here and over there mm. and over the next place, and, and that'd be, you know, be, <laughs> you'd be saying uh, uh, this, and he would have the dates and everything. Goodness me. What, uh-huh, and what happened at Culloden and everything. Oh, Jing's eye. That was, they the, 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 sure they handed all that down, but he was, like, yeah. he was... It's only a few generations ago, really, when you look well, at it. Well, you if, look at it. If, if they're it older, uh-huh. if, if people were older when they had yes, children, it's not far away at all. I lived with my father latterly more than the rest of the family. They went away, and, but he would be telling you the stories as he went along and you'd be working at the hair, whatever. Yeah. And uh, it stuck in my head quite a bit as well. Yeah. And Artie was the same. I mean, his, his granny and grandpa, I don't yeah. remember my granny and grandpa because yeah. I was the youngest of our yeah. family, but he was very good at historia, history. Are and there, he was involved in the uh, historical centre. So are there any tales from those days that, that your dad told you that stick out at all? Anything that you can know, think of? That... I can't remember. Uh, well, just uh, basically, we didn't say anything in particular, but they had quite a hard time. Yeah. You know, the, after the clearances and everyday, yeah. it was more or less. I mean, he doesn't remember, but, but apparently they burnt some of the houses and... Chucked them and we over to, to Canada or yeah, wherever. Indeed. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was for it. But uh, we do, uh, looking well, I don't suppose we were as bad as, say, like Sutherlandshire and all these places. They were. No. I mean, no, they were the hounded down into the shore and there were. Yeah. Half of them were. Yeah. Living on shellfish and yeah. they had no roof, they had nowhere to go but outside the ruins. There are, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there are, the tales are just horrible. So, putting that against that here, yeah. we were more fortunate maybe in one t- time. But the, the tail end of the potato famine, I think yeah. it affected some here too in the Ross. Yes, right. And I, uh-huh. Although well, it wasn't confined entirely to Ireland. Not at all. No. I was just reading an account of it there the other day um, from Gareloch Way, and it was Osgood Mackenzie that uh-huh. uh, wrote the book 100 Years in the Highlands, yeah. and he talks about how his mum during the potato famine was so fed up of eating rice. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, but I think they, as the estate, they made sure that people had rice uh-huh. instead of potatoes, yes. so they were able to get some kind of carbohydrates. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's but right. But when the, when the when the tatties were so much part of everyday life. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, the uh-huh. tatties and herring or whatever, it's it, yes. oh, uh-huh. just very difficult. Uh-huh. When you were, what was food like, you know, when you were growing up? Was, was it tatties and herring? What was? Well, we'd have that sometimes. And uh, when I was younger, and uh, the, uh, there was two shops in the village right enough, but the, the vans came up down from Trumagmori, that we were quite well off. There was the cooperative mm-hmm. van. And oh, then right. there was somebody, I can, there was a Stephen Unright once, I can remember. Oh. I mean, and there was the, well, latterly, there mm-hmm. was the butcher's, uh, Mori, I can't remember his name, Johnston. Uh-huh. And there'd be every second, three times a week, at least there'd be vans coming down. And they would go round, I think a lot, they went round Greben Way and they did Greben mm. as well. But we were, with the shops as well, but we, if we had wanted in, we had no car, you would have to walk down to Benesson. Yeah. So it was very, and at first of all, when we were went to Lee, Hi Lee. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we had used to meet the vans at the end of the road. You know where the letterbox is. Yes. And every day for from Nook, and they came up, and somebody else came, in, and they used to have of what you would say, like a wee Kaylee, if you like. Everybody collected, waiting for the lovely for the co-op to. Yeah. And then latterly, 
when, after the, when the rationing uh, was on, yeah. and I'm talking about the early 40s on to 50s, yeah. they said they would come up to the our house up where Mintia is now, yes, yeah. and they would do the, if there were so many ration books, they would come up to the house. So that was very good. We got the van three times every second. I think it was a Thursday, and I can't remember the other day. That's but, great. But oh, they were the only ones that came up. The yeah. butcher and all that, they stopped at the village. Right. And and down the road, thereabouts. So we were really quite well off in that sense. That's brilliant. Uh-huh. Yeah. But everything centred around Tubermory then. <laughs> it was the main... It's not like now, it's the, yeah. there's, the, there's been the ferry updated. Yes. And, the, and everything's getting newer. But the, and mean, the, when the boat service, called yeah. round, the, um, the last stop was Tubermory. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm going to back a bit the old Loch and Var. Yes, yeah. That, uh, I was already quite wee then. Yeah, people uh, talk about her a lot. I, yeah. Oh, I know. What I, was she like as a boat? Was she nice? I think she was quite nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I can remember hearing about the saloon where you took your t- meal and it was proper. There was a waiter mm. set table. Oh, man, get lovely, that back. <laughs> they had lovely pictures in the... In, the, in that place where you took your food to yeah. and it was all the young Loch and Van pictures they had yeah. you know, the, from the poem you've you heard of it is that a Scott poem? young Loch and Van has come out the west you've heard that one no I don't know it at all for all the borders his steed boost is the best and to save his good broad sword his weapons had none he rode all and armed and he rode etc etc I don't know oh that's <laughs> great I'll find that and, thank uh, you and the, the boat was called the Loch and Var Ah. And had, now I don't know who wrote the poem. At I wonder if it's Walter, it's Walter Scott. I believe it may have been because the, the there's um, the the steamers in the Clyde were the Jeannie Deans and the Waverley and yes, things like that, uh-huh, which are yeah, other uh-huh, yes. Walter Scott connections. Uh, the Waverley novels, that's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, nice. Uh-huh. So it might be. Might uh-huh. be from, but it, it was uh, they used to. Go, it went. To the, I suppose she had the papers. It went to Sky. Yeah. The Lock and Van, and they were laid off about it in the sky. It was far too wee, you know. There's an old tub and everything. But it was a shame what happened. Latterly, someone bought bought the boat. Yes. And it went down to aye. a aye. Tragic. Ah, I know. A lot of, uh, there was a few tears yeah. in the, the older folk remembering sure. what it was like, apparently. It was very... I know, I mean, in these days, all the crew, everybody knew everybody else. Yes, of course. And yeah. they'd be saying, uh, I wonder who's who, I wonder it was, well, wait a wee minute or two for so-and-so, we saw them in the morning in case, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. But that's all going now, as you know. Yeah, timetable, got to run to timetable. They're not allowed to touch your luggage or anything. No. No, or help you in any way. <laughs> not easy, and it's also not easy for the for it's, them themselves because no, no, they don't they want don't, to. Oh, no, they don't like uh, it. No, the don't. staff on Camac uh, are, are yes. great. And they are, they're lovely. They're uh-huh. really great. I don't know any of them now, but I mean, they're oh, still very helpful. Some lovely folks. Yes, uh-huh. Really. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you mentioned the notion of uh, meeting together as a community and having a sort of a cali of people together. What what was the community like when you were younger? What what? Well, they they used to have. Um, uh, well, called the cook. The hall was very much used. Yes. Uh, and they would have. Um, where was the hall? Is it on the side of the just old hall? Just where it is. Uh huh. Right. And I remember there was some um, mobile cinema. Oh, aye. The Highlands and Islands Film Guild. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a man who I knew him very well, Johnny, Johnny Lackey, you call, we called him. It was Johnny McLean. Yes. From Toloshka or somewhere. Uh huh. And he was a. Uh, the driver and did the films, mm-hmm. and we used to have. They used to have very good films, up to date ones at that, and they'd be down in the hall. Yeah. And you sat in the old. They, they didn't have chairs. The big 
forums. Mm-hmm. It's hard as nails. Yeah. So if you lived, say, like in Highley and you were going to the pictures, you couldn't very well take a cushion with you. No. <laughs> well, you could if it was the right. Anyway, everybody didn't mind that. They just went, and there was no, some of us didn't have television, and we mm. maybe had a radio that was only maybe to be used for the news only and all that sort of thing. But they used to have the Pathy News thing. And we'd have that. I think news yeah. Yes, and it was it was great. Well, yeah. we thought it was great for yeah, anyway. Yeah. And do you remember any of the films you, you saw oh, at all? Oh, so, yeah, some of them. Well, there was the a master of voluntary. I can remember that one. Wow. And uh, oh, those loads and loads and it would have a lot of cowboy films. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did them? Um, I know where I'm going. Come at all? Yes, we had that one. I don't know how long. I think it was maybe a good while because at that time, when we. Uh, I don't know where I'm going wasn't long after it been made. It was made at the, just around the war time. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. Aye, yeah. Wendy Hiller. Yes, Roger uh-huh. Yeah. And I heard my, my sisters talking about her, I think. I think she was down to the hotel, the man that had that hotel, and I think she met a lot of folk down to the hotel. And that must have been quite exciting for them because... Yeah. And the, uh, Roger Livesey, one of the man in the film, Yes. he... When you saw the film, the when you see him going into the, it's a double they had. That's right. Because the, the he was doing a film else in Pinewood Studios or whatever. He was in a play in the West End, I think. Was, was it? It was I something like that. Yeah, yes. Right. And, and but he never made it here. And it's it a was yeah. or somebody that looked like him. Yeah. Uh huh. And the community, um, when you're growing up. The main language, I guess, would have been Gaelic. Well, a lot of it was, but not. I don't remember so much. Except uh, I mean, my own name, my father spoke Gaelic, uh-huh. and maybe his next door neighbour went moved up to Lee. Mm-hmm. The lady that was there, she spoke Gaelic, and mm-hmm. so and I would I would be picking it up and listening, and yeah. and I I think that's maybe why I had more Gaelic than well Ati. Apart from Ati, Ati had fluent Gaelic, yes. and he was a what you would call a. Gaelic historian, really. Yeah. And and my older sister, she had fluent Gaelic, and the other sister after Atty, mm-hmm. and uh, Elspeth and Neil, kind of, my brother Neil was in school, but he got a higher Gaelic certificate thing, but I think that was, uh, uh, he didn't he didn't speak it all that much because he was away in school a lot. Right. So uh, me being the, la- the youngest one in the family and with my dad, yeah. you would be hearing the next door neighbour and him in the base speaking away in Gaelic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you picked it up better that way Aye. You know, than out for a book. And, in- and we got Gaelic at school. There's a junior secondary Gaelic at school. Oh, gosh. What yes. did you study for um, Gaelic at school? Did you study poetry? Did you study language form? Well, it would or? just be maybe we were needing a bit and, and you had to have the grammar. I am, he is, yes, you know, that, yeah, that kind of right. thing. You had to learn that first before you got into the, 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 the fun rest bits. of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You had to do, do that bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. When I came in, you were listening to Radio Gale. Well. Yeah. Uh-huh. How do you feel that Gaelic has changed over the years? Well, I think it's for a while it was pretty much dead. Yeah. But fortunately, it's doing a revival again. Yeah, exactly. Of which I'm very happy about. And there's yeah. ones like this that the Warwick McDonald, me, the woman that does it mostly, Aye. and all others in between are going away to settle more rustic and everything, yeah. and they're picking up. And I think that's great. Yeah. It's, it's re- revived mm. up again. Mar, well, in 
Fuchin V Bringalakers and Minish Naga. Um J no Narberta J and Jiffer at Dulhanch uh Villa no and Dulhanch uh Benesson uh and uh and Tabrivera. A we and be different in the Fachgil na na come the na blast J J J the Called Uh-huh. I think it's lovely, yeah. So it's lovely that I love the the uh, the difference between the dialects and. Oh the, yes, the, it's very and it, I, I as I put it like this, it identifies from what where you come from. Totally. Uh-huh. Yeah. One time we were at this church and there was this American. It was something about the strips, American man, and he said, um, "Well, you'll uh, you'll not be understanding me in my American accent." He was talking English, <laughs> and I said, "Well, yes, what? <laughs> nothing wrong with being your accent. That defines." Where yeah. you come from, totally. and oh, you know, I thought myself, he was awful pleased about this. Yeah. And in the middle of the service, he mentioned, as Yuffie said, your accent, and I thought myself, Yuffie has shut up and never said anything. 
my name is just a, a, a Euphemia. Yeah. It's the same as Effie's, but yeah. to distinguish the two, she's Effie and I'm Euphemia. But it's the same name, it's Euphemia. Yeah. Femia, Femia, I had you. A, an auntie, Femi. Yes, I've been called Femi quite oh, often, yeah. or Femi sometimes. Aye. Uh-huh. That's lovely. It's a name you don't hear very often at all. No, and I was doing a wee bit of not research seriously, but apparently it's of Greek origin. Really? Uh-huh. I guess for the EU at the start, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I suppose, uh-huh. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, maybe they came from Greece, and and um, a lot of the travelling people... Yes. That came, there's a lot of Euphemias. Really? Yes, and there, uh-huh. some of them, yeah, I knew some of them that even lived here, and there's, there's ones right. that were travelling people to Tuvan Yes, yes. yes. And there's a Euphemia there as well. Right. And, and, and there's another girl, and she was in school with us, and she was Euphemia. Yeah. Emma, for sure, but it must have been. And did. Um, they did say they travelled from, say, like Greece and Romania. Roma- and yeah, uh-huh. that's apparently. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gosh, and um, what was the role of the travelling people in, in the community when you were growing up? Well, we, you didn't, we didn't see uh, very many. Now and again, you would get yeah. a few ones and they'd be yeah. selling things. But yeah. uh, we, we always had this idea that you, you should treat everybody as you would like to be treated yourself. And exactly. We wouldn't be yeah. fooling them away by any manner, manner of means. Yeah. Have you come across any of the books by uh, old uh, Jesse? Tales of the Tent. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. I wonder when we were in the resource centre. Yes. Uh, Douglas Canning used to read to you know Douglas Canning. I know Douglas. Yeah. Well, Douglas used to sometimes read to some of us, myself, and maybe yeah. a few others, and uh, Elizabeth Wilson, and, and we had the Tales of the Tent, and uh, so Jesse Smith. Jesse Smith, that's right. Yeah. And they were very, very good. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely excellent. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'd be reading them in bits and pieces, and then uh, we, we they had the book tea with Chrissy, you know, Chrissy yes. Burns, and we used to get, they used to read yeah. that to us. And Did you know the family over at Berkeley? Uh, well, I knew, uh, knew Chrissy, and she, she was in my younger days. Yeah. And Artie, my brother, yes. he was over there after the, after the war, and that when they came home from... Whatever. Mm-hmm. There wasn't much work in the place. No. And he was over in Tavola and Chirora and these places, and I think they were trapping rabbits or something. They didn't, they didn't have much. There was no jobs or anything when they came back from the Second World War. He was a, yeah. um, a gunner in the, the, in the Russian convoys. Oh, Jings. Aye. My grandfather was out in that. Well, job. yes. Yeah. And uh, Kirsty, I, I think uh, I'm related, McGilbury, I think we're related to. Yeah, Duncan. We were, uh, Duncan and Kirsty. Yeah. But I was never in the house at Burke. I was as far as Tavolo. Because uh-huh. when I was young, there was a family, Michaela. Yep. And they went. They emigrated to Australia, and we used. To, uh, my auntie worked on and off with with them, and we used to. Uh, one time I was taken over by um, Robert Welsh estate now, and he was um, uh, working over there. We were taking over myself and my mother to Tavolo to. Mm-hmm. And this was a great event, and it was in a lorry we were taking over, and, you was, and the road was, it was like grey, but you thought, yeah, yeah. you looked down, you thought, well, <laughs> and that was only about, about eight or nine, great. but I can remember that. The back of a lorry rattling along. We thought this was a great adventure, getting taken to, we got into the gardens of the big house, the bells had it. Uh, there was like a huge ah, big ga- garden at the, yeah. the, the bells to rule, they had to, to rule in. Sure, and now it would be uh, general sheep would have churro and 
then. I don't, I don't think he was there I then. Don't I don't know think. him at all. What was his story? He was. I don't. Uh, you, you've heard, but the Brigadier General Ronald Shoup of Chirona, You've heard of him. No, I don't know anything. Did about, you? Don't no, know anything. No, what, well, what, what was his? Well, story? he was. Uh, he'd been in the war. Yes. There, and there's some. Um, do you, uh, do you dance and sing or do you, do you like dance music? I do, I play the fiddle, yes. Well, there's a, a, a tune and it's called General Ronald Chip of Chirodin. Uh-huh. That's a very nice tune, so oh. a, there's a tune named after them. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'll leave that out. Uh, you, you'll cut it, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, a pipe march. It's a, uh, yes, uh-huh. Brigadier, he was a brigadier, Brigadier General Ronald Chip of Chirodin. And it's a nice tune. Yeah. But you ask a Duncan McGilp and all these that yeah. he'll keep you right. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I was asking people about their questions, uh, you know, if anyone had any questions that mm-hmm. they would like asked. And there's a gentleman called Alistair McIntosh, who's a, a very fine writer and thinker about uh, community, heritage, and spirituality. I don't know if you know his book Soil and Soul at all. No, I don't think very so. Very interesting fellow. He had a question, and he said, um, "What, what?" Which I think was very beautiful. Which is um, wh- to ask you whether you see a connection between real community and spiritual life. And is that changing? What might we learn and carry forward from the old ways of the past? Well, I don't know. It's hard to say. But I would say there's some wee bits, like myself and others, mm-hmm. we, they're still, maybe not consciously, there's still bits in us of the spiritual past yeah. and what we learnt from our own parents Yes. and what they themselves learnt from their parents. Yes. Uh-huh. And I, I would say, and I, I, it's not died out completely yet. No. And we'll hope that they'll continue to flourish. Yeah, it'll be fellowship. Yes. Yeah. Aye. Uh-huh. Because there's still a wee bit, I mean, I know now neighbourly, they've got home health and home care and all that thing. But yeah. still at the same time, you say to yourself, well, there's some folk that haven't got that, and you say, well, you so-and-so lives alone and this one. Yes. And I think deep down that still is, especially down here, I think, yeah. it's just, it's still there. You're not going to let some, somebody in their own notes, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. But uh, I think a lot of the communities in Mull are like that. Yes, they are. Oh, I'm sure they are, And yes. there's a lot of the communities throughout the Highlands and Islands, I'm sure, as well. And yes, I think maintaining those connections is so important. Yes, yes, I think so, uh-huh. I think it's conversation and talking and, yes. and not getting locked into computers. Is maybe no. <laughs> Sometime, one time uh, we've got a group here and we went up to Dervig yes. to Doogie Allen's yes. shop and we're all down to see this wonderful shop. That's fine. Anyway, uh, his um, mother came in in the middle of the yes. and uh, she said, um, she's a McGilvery McGilver- lot yeah. and then she came in and she said well you can't keep these McGilveries down and Do- Doogie was standing behind the couch he wasn't saying a word yes so, but uh, you know the, the, that kind of she's only she's only been funny she didn't yeah. mean anything nasty yeah. about anybody else it wasn't a McGilvery <laughs> no <laughs> you can try but <laughs> uh huh but That's it's quite cool. um Common name in Mull. Yes. Well, the McGilvery, going for some McGilveries. 
Yes. Aye, uh-huh. Were they there in Glenforsa for many generations? Yes, they were, uh-huh, yes, yeah. uh-huh. But uh, we haven't been to Doogie Allen's for a while. It's a good it's shop, he's got. It's brilliant. Isn't Aubergines, you get uh, frozen prawns, everything. Uh, yes, uh-huh. aye. Um, your own life as well. So you, you went to school here, you did the... up. Was it? Did you go to Auburn to go to secondary school? No, or I did Upper secondary, no. Right. No, my brother was in, as I said, Kiel School. And, Fantastic. No, yeah. Did he get a scholarship to go to Kiel? He did, he, get, he did a scholarship thing and they had to sit an exam in Auburn. Yeah. And... Uh, him among other, I don't know what other ones got a scholarship. I can't remember, but he got one. But but even with the scholarship, yeah. it, my father it was just a part time post in the Munnacrofter. The yeah. fees were quite horrendous. I'm sure. You know, for you know, that was a. But seeing as he went past the thing, yeah. I don't think we were wanting to. Not by no, that no, chance. Not to let him go, yeah. but. Uh, uh, even with that and all the things that they, you had, they had the clothes and everything you had to... Indeed. Yeah, it was a bit of a struggle, but I mean, they, yeah. it, they did it, didn't yeah. Artie was working at the time and were able to help out. That's but, lovely. Uh, yes. Thanks. And this schoolmaster we had, he was there, and he was originally from Applecross, and he himself was in Keele School. Right. And he taught the, our, the double garlic and he was very very keen that CD won this bursary yeah. that you would ca- carry on and do, do it so it's a pity he's walking across today he comes to see me quite often he's in love more than it would be fine if he had been here and Aye, he'd be well, able to tell you that would be... other bits that I don't know yeah well that maybe if at some point in the future if we can get the two of you together that would be lovely oh, yeah, yes uh-huh. if that's possible and so you um you went. You started working in the craft of the family, and uh-huh. uh, what what did you do uh, after school? What was what was what? Well, after school, if there's anything, my, as I believe I said to you, my father was a part time postman. Yes. And in, in the the days that he was in the fifties, and the mail came in. It's not like buses the way it is now. No. With one bus the morning, yeah. one bus back in at night, yeah. and the sometimes the and the postmen had to go out at evening time and in the winter time that was pretty horrendous yeah. and they used to yeah, I mean other places like Derbyg and everybody else they did the same yeah. not saying it was just us and yet they had to wait at the, the post office till the bus came in yeah. and they went out in their various route then a route each to go say some one time my father would be up Schoor Way yeah. and maybe the next time he'd be over Ushkin Way or, right down uh, a training way and so on mm-hmm. but uh, that, um, as I'm saying that was the same in Derwig and everywhere else uh, yeah, and, and, and long ago passion. before that apparently it was staged at the, the, um, the hotel here that a uh, man that they went up with a mail mm-hmm. and had a, a stagecoach if you like to put it up you know that's yeah. way far back and they called it yeah. uh, the Kinlochen that's why they, I think they were called inns wasn't it yes uh-huh. yeah. uh-huh. the GPO were behind a lot yes. of the inns uh-huh. like Grass Point yeah. uh, and uh-huh. I think also Croig uh-huh. were GPO buildings uh, and that the hotel there used to be called an inn at one time right. before my time and uh, yeah. there's Kinloch and, yes. and, and so on Saland and yeah. all the and then the up to there, big Bellacroy. Do you remember? Um, maybe, maybe before your time, but um, I have friends that live at uh, Ben Doran, um, the wonderful uh, late Paul Howarth and Trish. Right. And up behind their, up the behind their cottage, there's a hill, and there's um, there's a sort of 
series of metal plates and things up there. Yes, that, was, that, that would be the boat, the Ostend. Is that what was that for? I th- well, the Ostend, before I was only, I think, I was only a wee in a pram then, uh-huh. so, but I heard the Ostend, the boat, it blew up in Venice Bay. I don't think... Really? It, not, not in here, Bay, but out, further out. Uh-huh. And I think they had to uh, evacuate uh, the one from our turn. Right. Because when it, and it was full of ammunition and things and it blew up. Goodness me. And the, as you can imagine, and then the plates from the engine room yeah. were flying all over the... And that, what you're talking about, the one up at Bandura. Yeah. And that was, came, I think, came from the... Ostend. It, it, it definitely came from the Ostend, I know that. And Goodness there was me. bullet cases and everything. I remember... Wow. <laughs> still was, and they were brass, they were real brass. Yeah. And they were polished, and there was half the house that said, oh, the Austin. But uh, uh, seriously speaking, the ones that were round our tunnel, they ha- had to be ev- evacuated. Yes. And I only just heard this from my father, that they had a sort of, in the hall, maybe like a first aid place. Yes. And the doctor then at the time, because uh, I, I can just remember him vaguely, oh. and they had... Um, Anybody that was wounded or whatever, and the ones that weren't, that had the trauma of the whole thing. So they had the minister, and you know, up yeah. and they could go and talk to somebody. Yeah, to get Because it must have been quite, it must have been horrendous. Oh my God. Yes. Uh huh. And that was second yeah, But if world. you were ever to, you, you, you know Alistair Lamont, do you? Uh, no. You oh, know, yeah, yes, I think I do. Alistair yes, yes. Played the right Of course I do. Yes, yeah. I know. Well, Alistair, he yeah. would be able to tell you. Better than right. me because I'm only telling you what I heard from my, yeah. my father, and because I was only, as I said, a wee 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 thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that the the Austin blows up in uh, the end of or middle of World War Two. Yes, it would have been. Uh-huh. Goodness, I'll need to dig out a bit more information on that. That's extraordinary. Now, I was born in 1940. Yeah. It would. Do you think it might have been into? The five years was it the war yeah. lasted? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From 1945, would it have been Something finished? Something like that, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, mean, I, I remember my sister took me to Oban in about, about five, my sister Flora, mm-hmm. and there was uh, a great, and it must have been the end of, because we went into the George Cafe and there was a whole lot of folk out in the street. So I think that must have been when wow. the war. I think it might have been, but I only Gosh. remember it vaguely because my sister herself, they were, she was in the Rains during the war. Right, okay. And my uh, older sister, uh, Annabelle, was in the 80s. Okay. And, and, and I think she was down in Kent uh, down there, at the war time, and Artie himself was uh, in the Navy. Aye. And it was in, as I said to you, it was yeah. the Russian convoys. And yeah. It was, uh, uh, it was the, terrible. The Russian convoys is one of the scarier things. Yes, uh huh. Yes, uh huh. The cruel sea. Aye, I know, and it was very rough. And uh, yeah. and uh, you, he, he used to be telling us sometimes that the cap, because a lot of them were just young, you know, they're just. Yeah. And they would say, if there was a, this is just a practice, boys, don't. It must have been the. Yeah. But sometimes it was the real the thing, thing, and he wasn't. I think he was a gunner, my brother. Yeah. It was a first second gunner, I think. I'm not sure. Definitely. Yeah, if my Lachalan brother was here, he would do. Yeah. Aye. So, how did you meet And your... my father was That's in it. the Navy as well in the First World War. Really? Uh-huh. I can't remember that, but he was in the Navy. Uh-huh. Gosh, the Battle of Jutland. And yeah, and like I that, know they were doing one of the times he said he was in this, uh, where they were doing depth charges, looking for, you know, there for U-boats. the... Right, right, to put depth charges down for the mines. Oh, James. Uh, and, and others were doing likewise, but... Uh, but, uh, oh, that's scary. It's scary. Aye, yes. Uh-huh. 
the yeah, I believe the fleet um, congregated in Loch Nakiel in the First World War. That was one of the yes, but yes, they went up the Loch. Uh-huh. Yeah, in Loch Atu, I think they were there uh, as well. And but, then uh, there was the that family in Inchkedith. Oh yes, the uh, uh, Metfords. The little reefs, the whole uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. And uh, I think one of them. You know, they were they were used to sell. I think they kept sur- surveillance on them quite a lot because wasn't the yes. when the unity. Yes, she was particularly uh, fond uh, of uh, yeah, uh, yes. young Addie. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, uh-huh. oh dear. Oh. But uh, they would uh, mm. they used to be up um, up off screen on a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. So when um, you, you, after leaving school and then working with the family, how did you meet your husband? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, I don't mind you asking at all. I, I met him, there were tours, a film called Tours. Uh-huh. We're doing the road, we're doing the first half of the road. Uh-huh. And then they were doing the second half and I met him when he was working here. And, and, Fantastic. Uh, was that at a dance or just out and about? or? Uh, no, it wasn't. And he wasn't a dancer anyway. He brought the, his, his father came from Aberdeen and his mother was down freeze, but they were, they were in Durer. The Wood oh, yeah. family were in Durer. Yeah. And uh, um, uh, he belonged to that area. Right. Uh-huh. And ironically, it's just a coincidence, if you like, his first wife, who huh? died from huh? the children of me, was my cousin. But that we didn't know that at the time. Really? No, it was quite uh, after... Gosh. Uh-huh. So um, we got married and we got one a boy and a girl. Uh-huh. And... Uh, he died in 1990. That's a long time ago. Yes, it is. Now, it seems only like yet, but it's yeah. quite a while ago. Yeah. And, uh, but, what what um, age was he? Uh, sorry? What age was he? Well, he was a wee bit older than me, so I don't even... He was retired yeah. from the work. Yes. But uh, he wasn't ill very long. Right. Uh, really, but... Uh-huh. Uh, so that's how I'm in my own now. Yeah. But... Uh, it was just the the uh, cousin bit. That was just a, a pure coincidence. Yeah. You know, one of these coincidences that That's... happened. And she died quite young as well. When the family were quite young, my yeah. cousin. Uh huh. But there's there's I think there's just one. There's hardly any of that family left now either. You know, there's just uh, one other sister-in-law. Got, I think she's the same age as me, so shall we? Have you been up the Dura area very much? Not very much no, at all, no. No, Appen no. and... Yeah, um, uh-huh. I, I know Appen... Uh, oh, uh, I know a, a, a little bit. I've kind of passed through it uh-huh. somewhere I'd like to get to explore a bit more because it's, uh-huh. it's so, so beautiful. And then it's got all this history about the... The murder. Aye. All that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> aye. It's somewhere you the can Red have... Fox and all the things kidnapped. Yes. A wee bit, so, aye. Yeah. That was a great book when I was growing uh, up. Did the you uh, read the, that one? The Hill of the Red Fox. Yeah. Alan uh, Campbell McLean. Oh, uh, right. And that was a book I loved. Uh, yeah, but there's... Well, Kidnapped is, the, is one, uh, of, one of my favourites. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I absolutely uh, the, I read Kidnapped, but I tried those, the sequel, Catriona, but I didn't I've like that. I've not read that yet. I only no. read a page or two of it. Uh, two, I don't read now because my sister... Uh, but uh, I, I didn't I didn't care for it very much. Yeah. You know how sometimes a sequel can be... Yes, It can be not so... Yeah. Uh, but I love the bit in um, the House of Shaw's with the steps when I he's know, up there. It's, it's such fine writing. And it's really interesting. I was working with children in Dervic Primary one day, uh-huh. uh, and uh, we were we had quite a free 
amount of stuff that we could do, which was lovely. Uh-huh. And so I noticed that they had a couple of uh, Robert Louis Stevenson books in the classroom. Uh-huh. So I read them from the House of Shaws and they're like, oh, oh, from kidnapped. And then I read a little bit of, I think it was Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, and they were, oh, that was great. They really enjoyed that uh-huh. as well. So it, they're timeless stories. I yes, think Robert uh-huh. Louis Stevenson will keep going. Uh-huh. He's, such great humanity in yes, him as a writer as well. And he was now he was a rascal to put them up the stair and they were... Just what was the... I forgot his name, the uncle. I can't remember. What is the uncle? It's the House of Shaw's and it's the... Because uh, he's after the money, isn't he? That's yes, the, that's right. Yeah. Aye, Davy, on you go up there. they will be fine. <laughs> you don't need a lamp. On you go. Yeah, Stephen, people, as you know, they were lighthouse yes. builders. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he go, would get all that from down there, and, you know, when he was a wee boy, probably. That's where they come aground in the Torrin Rocks. Yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. yes uh-huh. it was a good book, mm. I have to say. Oh, I love his work. Aye. But the Catriona one, I didn't like, yeah. it, I didn't go very far into that one. No. And your own working life. What 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 did, what what have you done for 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 work over the years? Well, the main was with my dad, but I was uh, for a wee while. I was I was up Narda Cross working. Uh, the foresters. Do you remember the foresters? That's right. Yes. Ah. Well, I was. Well, what they Hard called? Across. Yes, they called the they called they were looking for a mother's help. They called yes. And it was advertised in the Open Times, yeah. and I was uh, to go. I mean, I'd never been, so I applied for the job. It was the youngest boy, Peter, yes, who wasn't in the old enough for boarding school, yeah. And, uh, and so I applied for the job, and I got the job, and I was there for a week while to Peter went to yeah. school, yeah. whatever school. And uh, do you know this? It was one. Of, they were very, very us. Um, employees they were very very nice people yeah. they were very very good to us there was another girl and she was there as well she belonged to Loch Buya, Dor- Doris Telfer uh-huh. and uh, I mean you had, you had a whole lot of time off and everything but they were yeah. really really a nice part of the world as and well and they were very nice employees. you didn't they didn't have anything that you didn't get you're, you're, you got what they fantastic had and that kind of thing and with a wee sitting room and thing up up the stair in the older part of the building lovely and it was one of the times in my life I loved it up there yeah I know it's in the middle of nowhere yes but then I was used to the middle of nowhere well indeed yeah I mean that's nowhere is a subjective me. term yeah exactly and we used to walk into Salon and a good day or we walk into Tormori we got a day off mm-hmm. once a week and but uh, it was one of you know how sometimes you look back when we and I would say it was one of the happiest times I had, and at that time it was lovely to look back on it. Yeah. But into Tumori and there the pictures then the yes. McNeilage did the picture. In the Alice uh, Hall. Yes. I'm going back an awful <sighs> long way. I remember Callum McLean talking about that, uh-huh. uh, the box player, and saying that was a, yes, that was okay. a big treat to go to that. Oh, it was a lot, one, and it was all the up to date films he had as uh-huh. well. You know, it was a really, and it was the thing to go to the. I used to like Tumori. I still do. I, I like love it. When we go to, uh, to like me, takes us yeah. to places. I like going to Tuberbody. Yeah. And I think it's part of that because it's like nearly the wee while I was there, I, yeah. I knew it quite well. And uh, I had cousins there and they're dead now long ago. Neil Muck, he was working in Brown Shop. Oh, right. Aye, they lay Dondon, as they called them. Ah, Aye, right. that was my cousin. Dondon, what's the. What? Dondon's just a form of Duncan. I see. Yeah, right. that, aye, aye. Uh, and was that his dad? That Dodd? was his dad, aye. Uh-huh. And they called them 
they, they were very they're great for nicknames in Tumanwari yes indeed yeah and they would call him Neely Doan and he had a sister Katrina mm-hmm. because there should be Katrina Doan yeah. Gavin not so much mm-hmm. and uh, Duncan the oldest one Oscar as they called him Right. Oscar Wilde, I don't know why they called him that. I think he must have been Wilde. Uh, uh. <laughs> it was always Oscar Wilde. Oh, and William McLean that used to, he said, uh, used to direct, uh, Callum McLean's brother, uh-huh. used to have been the cooperative band. And some, one day, and Oscar was there with him, and he would say to us, come over at me, myself and my sister, we'll take them in for a cup of tea, because it was just uh-huh. at Pedmint to us, and he would say, William McLean would say, don't think you're getting uh, anything for nothing here just because your cousin's in the van. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. We used to get all that. But uh, they're a very friendly lot, the Tumorbody people. Mostly. Well, mostly. Well, mostly. <laughs> uh, I know, so we are found yes, them. Yeah, Aye. Yeah, yeah. The majority yeah. of the... Yeah. They, they, used to, they accepted you for what you were, sort of thing. It's a very... I told he was home for a number of years, so uh-huh. I very much appreciated it. Yeah. Yes, and I knew the takes very well, you know, and uh, Richard Hughes oh, yes. and all them. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen Richard for ages. We've been up and up there and never... Usually you'd meet him in, yeah. in the co-op. I um, be sure to meet him somewhere. When I played with Callie, I used to play fiddle with Callie. Oh, did you do uh, uh-huh, Yeah, uh-huh. Richard was on the drums. Oh, and he's a fine uh-huh. drummer. Uh, yeah. he was. Uh-huh. There's a lot of good drummers around. I didn't know that you played. Uh, uh, and uh, were you ever down here playing with Callie? Was down I here? think I might have actually uh, played once down here. He was with down him. at uh, when they started the festival, the music festival. Right. And okay. he was down then. Uh huh. I didn't come down for the festivals. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I played weddings and things with him. Oh yeah. And, oh, he was uh, a good good player, Callie. He was amazing. And they had the you know you got a a medal on Russia for his playing and you, then he was European champion yeah yes and then he was oh he was uh, good at the continental stuff wasn't yeah, he yes was uh-huh. oh, such an intelligent man okay he was awful nice they were a nice family and um, yeah. his, his um, what was his uh, fiddler that he normally played with Peabrook Mackenzie oh Peabrook okay. yeah. oh that was a one and oh, yeah. what a lovely violinist he was and yeah. jo- I meet Joni sometimes and I'm hoping to talk to Joni uh, very uh, soon but aye oh he was yeah. a lovely player Peabrook yeah uh-huh. <gasps> came from the Inverness area I didn't know that uh-huh. yes right. uh-huh. aye he was a beautiful yeah. Clear, eh? Well, I'm hoping to talk to Joni at some point soon. Oh, right. I, I, I can't remember when I saw Joni walk up into my body one time in community bus with yes. me, and she spied the bus and over she came in. That's the thing. How how um so in terms of how Benesson's changed? Uh-huh. What what are the main changes? You talk about the community bus. That's a great idea. What are the things that have changed about Benesson since since you've been growing up, and the Ross in general? Uh huh. Well. Uh, it's difficult to say. Because uh, there's so much, the, I'm sure. The, yeah. Well, the, uh, in days gone by, things were, you didn't have all this, um, maybe the older folk, uh, you, they had to make their own look after you. Yeah. There's been, there's more uh, things, community things now. Yes. Like the the community bus being one of them. Yes. Now, it's, uh, and it, it runs on, chat. we pay our way as we go along. Yes. Now, if I, for instance, if I would want to go up to the the podiatry comes to the hospital. Yes. I was up there last week. Now normally I would, if that bus wasn't there, I wouldn't be able to get. I would have to get yeah. somebody to privately take yeah. you in a car or whatever. Because yeah. I'm not I can't not good at buses and travelling now because I'm not seeing. Yeah. But there were, there's all that things that we didn't that wasn't the go, in the go then. Yes. A, a lifeline. Yeah. And but on the other hand, that when these things were well, maybe they hired a 
there would be maybe one or two people up at car hire, yeah. and a whole lot of them, maybe if they were coming to, from Crease to up to Venison to a concert, be six ladies, and they were all hired. Me, McCallum's yes. father-in-law had a hiring, and they would all club together and yeah. uh, hire. And maybe a lot of that camaraderie is maybe lost a bit. I right. don't know. But right. uh, apart from that, it's not much changed, really, in my... Uh, yes, I think. experience of it. But it's, it's not so... With all these things, people tend to, well, well, they use the bus, they, you know, that kind of thing, and they, maybe they're throat so much. But at the same time, deep down, like every other island, like Derrick and everything, yeah. everybody still would help everybody else, I think. It's still, oh, very much so, yeah. Yes, I think. I think in uh-huh. time of need, yeah. And Salmon and, uh, yeah. yes. And then, just, I don't want to take up too much more of your no, time. No, sorry, so. I've, um, I've got a lady of leisure. I've <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Well, if you were to think of the future of, of of the Ross of Mull, what would you hope for the future of the Ross of Mull be? How would you like to see it develop in the years to come? I would like to think that the uh, when the thing I was talking about there that we wouldn't lose yeah. as we developed to whatever. Well, you maybe wouldn't be getting a, a plane or anything like that. No. But, or a, a, a drone or anything. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, yeah. I know I, my man in her dollar, she's got a drone. I've got some footage from it. It's brilliant. Uh, yeah, aye. <laughs> and uh, Andrew Smith. Yes. Aye, he's awful nice, isn't he? Aye. Uh, uh, he drives the community bus sometimes. Aye, aye. right. And uh, yeah, I would like, maybe it's different, but I wouldn't like to see it change too much that the neighbourliness maybe yeah. would disappear completely I wouldn't like that no it wouldn't be nice I think think that's hopefully that's something that can always be worked on okay yes it can and 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 to be fair to people people it hasn't been lost completely and a lot of people that have come in here new and speaking for myself I've found them uh, you know have all the incomers and they're new and we don't I find it's a if you went into a wee corner and just did your own thing. You would never have ended up new. You need to... Somebody comes comes into yeah. a place new. Yeah. Somebody came in Vanessa long ago, new people came. Yeah. yeah, Mandy. She's come from her travels and adventures all over yes, the world. Uh-huh. And here's Mandy. Yeah. And she makes yes. a big difference to life. And they've come from somewhere. And some when the shops were here, yeah. a lot of the ones that came, they had maybe shops at Glasgow yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And to me, they were an asset to the place rather than a... Yeah. Disadvantage, and I would hate to think of Mr. So and So, oh, well, yeah. more in, and I don't like the word incomers. No, I hate it, it's a horrible word. I never use word. it if I can avoid it. I mean, you'd be saying, Well, you're using it just now, no, but, but I mean, uh huh, but you're, you're using it correct, you know, to, to identify uh-huh, it as a difficult I think term. It, yeah. I mean, income, we've got somebody, we've got to come in from somewhere. Totally. Somebody's come from wherever and wherever and built. There's a lot of the ones that maybe came here originally came from the mainland. I couldn't agree more. And so on. Well, thank you very much. I think that's well, I that's didn't absolutely good. Well, you think you did fantastic. That's. More and thank you, if you're interested in any of the topics covered in this episode, you can find a host of links and images on the website on whatwedointhewinter.com. At one point, Yuffie mentions the nicknames of people in Tobermory. Very often these are connected to the generations before themselves. They are, in essence, patronymics. 
the name of the father passed on to the child below. For instance, my gran, on Colancy, was known as Barbara Hotla, as her father's name was Col. This is a really old naming system, predating the use of surnames in Gaelic culture, as I understand it. I'm always delighted when I hear these kind of nicknames being used. It's a living link to the past. The Gaelic, uh, Yuffie and I talk about Gaelic uh, in Gaelic, uh, and yeah, I was asking her about dialects. If she noted a, I noticed a dialectical difference between Tobermory and Benesson in terms of Gaelic, and uh, her response was, "I ah, not so much, but we talk more about the difference between Lewis uh, and uh, the Outer Isles uh, Gaelic. She used a phrase which I have not really heard before, which I thought was absolutely beautiful, the Eilin and Amach, the islands out there, you know, the uh, uh, the Outer Isles which I thought was absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, it's really, really lovely. If you've come to the podcast from following the Highlands and Islands Twitter feed, hello to you, and thank you very much for such an entertaining week. As I mentioned earlier, if you want to take part in the podcast survey to help me understand how you use and relate to what we do in the winter, I'd be very grateful. You can find a link on the survey in the text that accompanies this episode on the website and on social media. As these podcasts take quite a lot of time to make, I'm looking to fundraise through donations. So, if you feel like it, and you're able to, please feel free to donate the cost of a cup of coffee or even a packet of schmackos, wherever you may be, through the website. You'll see a donate tab there where you can donate if you so wished. I've also got a Patreon page for donations, which I'll say more about next week. I've not got it quite right at present, but if you're listening at some point in the future, when people wear tinfoil and drive hovercrafts, please feel free to check it out. But don't worry if you can't donate or you don't want to. I'd much rather you listen than you didn't. Also, to help me grow the podcast, if you want to leave a rating or review on whichever platform you use to listen to it, I'd be most grateful. And to those of you who reach out to say hello, thank you. It's always wonderful to hear from you. As ever, the website, whatwedointhewinter.com, has all the links and info you'll need from this episode, and we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you very much for listening. I look forward to speaking to you again soon. More than time, Shinu.